Dunkin's new wake-up go-tos mean you never have to choose between breakfast meats again. Now you can get a wake-up wrap with bacon and a wake-up wrap with sausage for $3. That's savory and sweet, crispy and spicy. It's everything you love about breakfast for $3. Wake up your day with new wake-up go-tos. Get two egg and cheese wraps for $2 or mix and match your favorite meats with two bacon, ham, sausage, or turkey sausage wraps for $3. America runs on Dunkin'. Participation may vary. Exclusion apply. Limited time offer. My brother is in his early 20s and his generation and the generation younger. They're just, they, they just seem really different from me, and I'm 28. So th- this, this, that generation seems very strange to me. They seem really, um, not really, not really plugged in. Not really plugged. They don't really seem plugged into things. And I'm, I'm very concerned that it would yeah, be. Yeah, they don't have to. They really don't have to be. And now with this, you know, coronavirus, now we're all sheltered away where it's just, it's kind of complicating that issue where it's kind of sending a message to that group that, yeah, we can just be out here and really not be connected. Just work from home, do my thing. Don't have to have this connection. And I think social media creates, it It doesn't teach people how to debate because all you do is get on there and just yell your your opinion over and over again and rarely is there exchanges where you listen and and respond it's just this is how i think and everyone should know yeah and that's why if i ever i don't know i think the most the most effective tool with the with facebook would be you know the live live streams and live videos where you can have conversations uh, with people, those tend to be that tends to be the best part because if you get onto a good live stream with a good host, then they're able to really, you know, moderate you know the audience and really have a good grip on on what people, you know, they're they're able to really you know set the tone of the conversation. So, I mean, there's certainly, right. there's certainly some, and, and, and it's harder to be a jerk that you can be behind the keyboard <laughs> when they're showing your face. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, those those would be the trolls you mean. My generation, right. we call them the trolls. Yeah. yeah, but trolls are people who sit at home. You see, I'm not afraid of trolls because I know that are all they are is trolls. They right. they have no other interest than to be a troll. If right. they had another interest, they wouldn't. <laughs> if they had another interest, they wouldn't be a troll. They would be right. anything else. And it's very sad, but there are people who sit at home and spend time not working and spend time making silly comments and um in the youtube community youtubers are getting fed up with it and they snap on people very quickly now on you in youtube videos so yeah well that's (laughs) oh yes oh yes many many youtubers um feel feel very I, I think the impression i'm getting is that a lot of youtubers feel very threatened uh because so many people see their content and so many people say so many strange things it's very right. unsaid very unsettling uh if you yeah. um i mean i mean on my on my youtube channel where this podcast goes along with the podcast platform my youtube channel i get i get a couple nice comments actually that's that's the strangest thing of all which is sad to say i get some normal people who say nice things to me 
which yeah. that's actually pretty strange. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and the other, the other thing that I, I told students is I think, I think traveling the world is really important. I think it helps you to understand how other people live. So I think if you, if you travel more, uh, you're just more equipped to accept and to be more equipped and ready to, to, uh, live in this, um, you know, in more of an accepting society. That's really interesting. I mentioned that earlier and I was thinking, uh, so I grew up in Detroit. I live in Toledo, Ohio. Uh, but I remember I was speaking in New York and uh, was fortunate. My hotel was right on Times Square. And so I went to walk in Times Square. And about after walking in Times Square for about 10 minutes, I thought, wow, I'm much more relaxed here because I don't stand out. And that just right. really hit me. And that's and so you're talking about traveling yeah it's those experiences that you get where you're like wow i didn't really understand the weight of that until you get away from it and then i was just like like i blended in in new york where i didn't stand out at all and i was like wow there's peace in that um and so yeah i totally agree i think travel is great for that where you can see how other people live their lives and and how they experience the world. It's really helpful for people, but I, I unfortunately, um, with this coronavirus, I don't, I don't think people are going to be doing much traveling for a while now. I think we're going to have a six-month break from traveling uh, all right. over the world. So I, you know, maybe, maybe when that, and maybe when that, when people are able to travel again, maybe I don't know. Who knows? Maybe that's something you could encourage people to do. Well, now that you can travel again safely, why don't you take a vacation yeah. overseas and see see how someone else lives their life? Exactly, it might, it might help. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, exactly, and I'm, I forgot now. Where did where did I see your comment? Was it on some group on on Facebook? It was in some group. I forget where I saw your your comment. It was probably, I'm in a bunch of the podcast guest podcaster groups on Facebook. Me too. Yeah, it's probably there. One of the, one of those, one of those. Well, um, great. Do you, uh, do you have any, do you have any questions uh, for me? Well, as a teacher, what, I mean, do you walk away totally hopeless or do you think, okay, these kids are getting it. So here's sure. Great. So here's what I do. I work from home um, and I work on uh, a platform that I call company X uh, company X uh, teaches English as a second language uh, to students um, all over the world, predominantly uh, the Middle East. Um, so uh, most of the students are adults. Some, I mean, I've been with Company X for about almost five years. Um, some of the students, at this point, all of my regular students know, you know, know that I'm blind, and none of them really seem to care. Um, I mean, you always, I always get a couple students every once in a while who just won't study with me just because of my disability. But as I said, people like that are the people who disappear, and then that student just disappears from the online platform and. It, it doesn't it doesn't affect me as much as it would have five or ten years ago let me let me just right. tell you that All right 
Yeah, yeah. Um, but I, 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 I do see, I, I do see a lot of great students who are very kind and very caring and really and truly want to learn. And those, those are the students who you want to teach. But the problem, the problem lies in this: that most teachers and school systems you're teaching someone who is unmotivated and most of my students are motivated who want to leave their country whether it be saudi arabia turkey you know uh, countries in the middle east or really a lot of countries around the world you know Mm -hmm. the 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 situation in many countries around the world has really gone downhill uh dramatically there's a lot of really really tough situations that i'm learning about um so, so that's um, that's basically you know how how I approach things and how I how I go about you know my, my, my teaching job, and then my, my interest in the podcast came up where I felt that there's just there there are a couple pod, a couple podcasts for blind people, but they they're just. There's just something strange about it. They just, they just in my in my opinion, they just are kind of. Uh, it's just not the podcast that I want. It's just not. It's just not my my cup of tea. I guess whether it be the host, whether it be the editing, whether it be the material, the delivery, it's not sending me as the listener the message that I would want as the listener. So I said, well, you know, all you really need as a podcaster, you need you need a phone. The phone has to have a microphone. Well, with my iPhone X Max, you know, it's 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 pretty easy to be a podcaster, and it's a lot of fun. You just set up yeah. your profile and start, just push record, and and basically go for it. To yeah. share share with to, to tell people your story, and that's really the most that's really the most interesting thing is that it, it makes me feel good. It makes me feel really makes me feel like a better person knowing that today. I was able to help you tell your story, and I, I really mean that. Uh, when I was when I was reading your your bio, um, I was I was pretty nervous actually. I was I was pretty I was pretty I was pretty impressed that you that you that you had time that you had time to talk to me today, and I I great I greatly appreciate it. And yeah, you should you should do uh, for one thing, uh, keep up your great work that you're doing in the schools in the school system because. I certainly appreciate it, whether the parents don't appreciate it, whether the schools are uncooperative, know that Aaron, at Aaron's opinion, appreciates what you do. So so keep up your great work with that. And you're also Nothing really – and, and one of the things we didn't talk about, which – Well, talk about it. Go to, talk to what you want to do, talk about it. We need to do a better – this has really hit home for me this year. Uh, one of the schools I work with, we do – we call them listing events where we'll, we'll just go into the school – and say, parents, come in and just share with us, you know, what's your experience like here? And it's usually, it's directed towards, you know, those populations that are considered marginalized. And one of the things that we've gotten in more this year than any other year is the parents and their issues with their children with disabilities. Yeah. And I think the IEP and how that's all set up is so adversarial I just wish that more schools would go into it thinking this is a partnership and how we can train this child, you know, teach this child better. But what I'm hearing is, and I've always heard this, is that the IEP is just a nightmare for parents. <laughs> and the schools just want to do what they got to do through it. 
you know there are there are you know and you're you're hundred you you under you understand that better than most parents. Uh, God bless you for that. So I'm not gonna I'm not I, I don't need I don't need to give more material about what what that is because you 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 told our listeners exactly the truth and that's exact that's exactly it. I think you should you should tell more parents that because parents have a really 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 hard time understanding. Um, the purpose of an IEP and to understand that it's the parent's job to make sure that their child is educated uh, because in yeah. the end the, chi- the child and the individual is responsible in, in a yeah. sense yeah but <clears throat> there on the dark side there are people who work in every school system who work there not to be helpful but in in my my opinion opposite of helpful i i i'm well yeah yeah i I just had a meeting with this mother she just poured her heart out to us because you know she has a child who's autistic but he's great at math but really struggles in english and they're having a hard the school is having a hard time adjusting to that it, no, no, it's it, just the school, the school doesn't want, they meant the school doesn't that, want yes, to, that, right, that's, right. Yeah, it's politically correct, but yes, that's what, oh, it's okay, oh, okay, okay, yeah, well, it is, it is my, but, but, but remember the podcast says this is Aaron's opinion, it, it doesn't, <laughs> exactly. and you know what, so, yeah. you know what the fact is, once, Ooh, once like, in a while, we can't be we can't be perfectly you know every every single sentence that we say as as an artist or a podcaster it cannot be perfectly correct a hundred percent of the time that's 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 impossible but but the the overwhelming truth is that no the school the, the schools either well want to do two things really they want to save money they either want to save money or take right. money from someone else is what it all yep. comes down to yeah yeah are, are you in any um are you in any groups um for you know people with you know disabilities are you in any uh, parenting groups on facebook no it, no yes what no i'm not no oh. i never thought about that. well well okay <laughs> <laughs> i'll be thinking about it now <laughs> that's yeah. a good idea yeah, think. Yeah, think about. Yeah, I, I would say think about it because I think that um, these groups on Facebook need need people with with your knowledge to really, to really at very least try to try to give them some some facts and try to you, you know really set them on really set them on the right path in life. Um, but this is this is a constant struggle in the in the disability community. There is constant discrimination too when you have a disability with employers employment educators it's just just in that that whole thing is a never-ending cycle too yeah yes i i could imagine it would be i yeah i would get so sick of the attitude that i'm putting you out like i i see that all the time with schools that i work with it's just this is just another thing we have to do to accommodate this kid and I just wish we would go into those meetings and say, hey, how can we better serve this kid, everybody? Unfortunately, the people who, yes, that, that, would, be, that would be great. Unfortunately, we don't live in that society, unfortunately. So it's just something that parents, 
I, I mean, I, I blame, I, oftentimes, I blame the parent just as much as I blame the, the, the you know, the system. Um, because there's a lot of, a lot of parents that, tol- again, back to what we were saying earlier, that tolerate the poor behavior. So, right. you know, those are, those are the types of parents that I tend, tend to not, I mean, I, I don't know. It's tough. That's, that's a tough one. So I, I, I think that, yeah, I think that you should, uh, well, spend, spend more time on social media, spend more time on social media. <laughs> <laughs> join join more groups um for uh for you know for maybe for people with disabilities there's a lot of them out there and uh i think that people i I think and i hope that people with disabilities you know will be able to relate to your story you know because you're very you're very you're really relatable i think it's interesting we're starting to look at uh studies so when i go into schools i'll ask them to do and I call it a diversity audit because there's all these studies out there that show you that kids with disabilities, children of color, they're punished disproportionately. So if you've got, you know, a school district of 20% of the kids are black, you'll see those kids that are suspended. It's like 40, 50% are black, which statistically doesn't make sense. Um, and so, we were, we've been looking at those statistics, but just this last year, what blew me away was just the, the statistics for kids with disabilities and how they're disciplined and how often they're disciplined is off the charts. Just uh, probably just in the one school district I'm working with, it's got to be 10 times what it should be. So that's one thing wouldn't, we'll be looking into further. Wouldn't wouldn't surprise me in the slightest. Yeah, I always felt uh, that there was that double that double standard. You know, well if yeah, that's always that's always a pro, always an issue too. I've noticed that, and I also never understood that was an area that I never understood. I never understood the purpose of that really. Um, I couldn't really tell what that was achieving. I, I, I always struggle to understand that myself. Yes. Yeah. And at first blush to me, I just think, well, you got the wrong people in charge of that, (laughs) that group then like you should have people in there that that's their gift. (laughs) So they should understand that. And unfortunately it doesn't appear that they do. Well, and I think even even from a business perspective too, the world the, the world revolves around around money. You know, I've told I've taught students about this. I've said, well, you know, the schools in general. I've said the schools in America, in my opinion, are not very good. And in my opinion, one of the reasons, one of the factors for that is that we paid we pay people who work in the schools very little money. And when right. you and when you pay someone little, it, it it does affect number one, it affects their self esteem. And I think it affects the person who applies for the job. I think it affects the type of person who is attracted into that environment. So you get a lot of these people who, you know, not in general, guys out there, not 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 judging you, but you might be a person who's maybe has flaws, uh, maybe you're lazy, uh, maybe you just are just not a very good worker, and or or something like that, or a combination of all of those things. And then we put you in a, uh, a position where you should be 
setting an example for children and because of having nothing to do with the children because of your personality traits you you may not be able to do that so then it's that's where i think that's another issue to, to research and look into that look into you know really should we be paying our teachers more i i don't know do you do you have facts about that would increasing teacher salary would that make them better teachers would it attract better teachers what do you think I think it would. I think there's people who were created to be teachers but have to make the final financial choice. <laughs> I could teach or I could do this job and make a whole lot more. And I think we lose a lot of good teachers that way. I mean, I, I when I speak to schools, one of the initial things I share with them is this story about me growing up. And we went back when I grew up, we went to a, a – private school and back then they were doing corporal punishment so it wasn't crazy for a day to go by in my grade school where the principal would hit somebody um and we would all go running to mrs scharfenberg who was just that teacher she had a gift to teach it's what she was created to do and she was our safe place and so the challenge that i give to schools is are you a safe harbor for your kids are you a place that they can come to when things aren't going right or somebody said something horrible to them are you the safe harbor they can come to and share with you what happened and so mrs scharfenberg was my safe harbor i go to her and say hey my math teacher just treated me horribly and i don't think that was right and she would just sit there and i just wish my hope is that we just we start recruiting the right teachers and then teachers that just have the love to teach you can it's so obvious when you find a teacher who really loves teaching kids i mean we're teaching the teachers that you remember the rest of your life without a doubt without yeah those or you 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 only remember you you only remember the teachers that were super bad or super good and yeah. and unfortunately in my case the majority of of my teachers with a couple exceptions were pretty were leaning towards the not good so you know yeah. um which which is a a, a problem and a, a very concerning thing in our in our in our society you know and, uh, i mean I, I, even looking back like i had strict teachers and at the time i thought oh boy this guy's just he's unjust he's he's just a horrible person but then as i grew older i understood what they were trying to teach us um right and so i walked away years later going wow i really respect it i mean there was yeah, there was a couple. I ran track and cross country, and I had a track coach and a cross country coach that they wouldn't let you slide with anything. Mm. But we all you you were scared of them. You never wanted to cross them. But man, they had such a powerful impact on my life and all the other guys I ran with. They we all speak highly of them. So it's not that you know kids don't like that strictness. Uh, Yes, I thought that's interesting. Those are the teachers you remember, the teachers that challenged you, or the teachers that saw something in you that nobody else did, which is yeah, yeah. Or it, it depends. There's there, and there's also the right form of being strict in the wrong way. It also depends on how they deliver their message to you as a teacher, you know. Um, and the and and the best teachers can adjust their method 
their message to different kids. So one kid can be inspired by being challenged. One kid can be inspired by being supported. And those can look totally different. It's the greatest yeah. teachers that hit the kid where they are. Right. Yeah. Oh, without, without, without a doubt, without a doubt, because those people are, but very few people are that, are that, I guess, ambidextrous or multifaceted right. or talented right. or something that, that also, yeah, I find that I have to do that with students too. You know, even though they're learning English, yeah. each student has their own, their, I, I do change the way I teach slightly based on the student a little bit. It's very subtle things that I do or that you have to do as a teacher. It's right. It's, it's a, it's an art form and you just have to, you just have to practice. There's and you have to want to do that. So there's no other, no other way around that. I think. Yeah. Yeah. That's our that's our society, I guess. Yeah. Um, do you uh, do you have any any further further questions for me? No, it's been a great conversation, um, and I do. I, the one thing that keeps me doing what I do is the hope that we can change. Um, yeah, I've seen some kids, you know, in schools that I go into. Yeah, oftentimes I'll get to go in after the kid has said something horrible or, you know, done something not too bright. Uh, I have just always been impressed. (laughs) I've always been impressed that you expect these kids to be really just defensive and argumentative. And in, in most cases, they're pretty humble and willing to listen. We just got to do a well, better job of teaching them. Well, that's good. That's really, really good. So, uh, listeners, audience, um, I really, I really want some audience participation. I... Oh, is that is that is that your dog? I, I I have a dog too. Is that yours? Yeah, that's mine. Well, wonderful. Well, great. Um. Yeah, I wanted to thank you again. It's been an immense honor to have you on Aaron's Opinion. Uh, the podcast, the podcast, the podcast for podcast for blind people, where we uh, you know where we talk about issues in the blindness community. You did a great job today. Wherever you're watching this podcast, whether it's YouTube, if it's on Twitter, if it's on my Facebook pages for this show, if you have questions. Um, you know, please comment below because uh, I really want you to ask your questions as, as the viewers, and I really want to, to open up a conversation about all of the topics we chose today. Kevin, thank you so much for being on Aaron's Opinion. You're always welcome on my podcast anytime you like. Um, I will get this published and send you a copy of everything. And uh, as I like to say, uh, have a good day today, a great day tomorrow, and do you have any Final words to sign off today. Nope. Keep doing what you do, and I appreciate it the time. Well, there you go. God bless you. God bless the USA. And, of course, uh, everybody, stay safe out there. Wash your hands. Stay at home. You know, 
Uh, and yeah, have a good day today, a great day tomorrow. Bye. Take care. Player enrichment video. Come stay and play at Live Casino and Hotel. Welcome to one of the biggest casinos in the country with luxurious clean rooms, upscale dining, and the grandest payouts. Now offering stay and play and all in packages, including $50 free slot play, VIP parking, VIP casino access, and more. Book now at livecasino.com or call 443-445-2929 at Arundel Mills. Must be 21. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgambling.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER. It's a great time to get a great deal on a new car when you get approved for an auto loan from PenFed. Our powered by True Car rates are as low as 1.39% APR on new vehicles. Finance for a longer term to lower your monthly bill, plus take up to 60 days to schedule your first payment. Join PenFed, and together, we'll keep you moving forward. Anyone can apply. Visit PenFed.org auto or call 1-800-247-5626. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. Dunkin's new wake-up go-tos mean you never have to choose between breakfast meats again. Now you can get a wake-up wrap with bacon and a wake-up wrap with sausage for $3. That's savory and sweet, crispy and spicy. It's everything you love about breakfast for $3. Wake up your day with new wake-up go-tos. Get two egg and cheese wraps for $2 or mix and match your favorite meats with two bacon, ham, sausage, or turkey sausage wraps for $3. America runs on Dunkin'. Participation may vary. Exclusions apply. Limited time offer.